everybody. Hi, Becky. Hi, Bex. It's really nice to see it's you. It's very nice to see you. And we're going to say hi to Jamie. Jamie, thanks for joining us. So we've spoken to you before. So Jamie's um, coming to talk to us. He's from the Preschool Centre at the University of Cumbria. And we had a great chat with you before talking about, I suppose, specifically males and being in the early years and coming from teaching background. And then we touched on this debate of childcare versus education in early years and we thought let's explore that even further so that's what we're going to have a, a chat about today and we're actually here with Jamie at his setting because we've just done some training with him which yeah. is face to face first training yeah. back out week. yeah so we're coming out to see you guys so yeah be, yeah, yeah so where do we start really I suppose I, you know the we they came about the conversation came about because we in the last podcast because we mentioned about covid and lockdown and the government's reference to childcare, and it kind of grated i suppose didn't it because it's that perception of baby you know we're here to babysit so the yeah. parents can go to work is that sort of the great for you jamie yeah i mean absolutely if we considered um educators then you know or, or childcare as they were describing it throughout the pandemic why are we why are we being used along this with the same framework mm. as um as other schools why do we get offsetted to the same degree um so yeah absolutely it is something that great to me i think that's i think that's really that. important is that we do get offsetted in exactly the same way and we have um our, our own curriculum which i'm not sure if everybody actually knows that we've got an early years mm. curriculum and it's huge isn't it but also Jamie? why would it's you like, necessarily know yeah. that unless you're in the trade yeah. so again that's our role isn't it to share that information with parents and families yeah. that you know there is a curriculum we're not, we're not just babysitting no and we have and there's so many points and it's just gone through a revisit so at the moment it's just all revamped it's all a bit different so every single um practitioner throughout like the country mm. is now going okay for september i've got to do all of this extra stuff now mm. which it isn't it, it's really about in the moment it's really about interacting however through their summer holidays if they get summer holidays they're then going to be looking and going on training so mm. the amount of training that everybody does mm. i think it's it's huge and i just don't think people realize what happens every day in yeah. an educational setting in early years yeah i'm glad you raised the rebound because i mean the british national curriculum was changed in 2014 so i mean i'm not entirely sure how how they go about deciding when to rebound right it. but there's a big gap there's a big time lag mm. since since the last national curriculum was yeah. changed, um, and you know they've certainly asked someone specific to rewrite development matters, who I think has been on your podcast at some point. Oh, possibly. Just like we've had another one. So yeah, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, actually, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just like, but actually, you know, there we've we've worked with lots of people in early education, and they are fantastic, and they really know what they're doing, and actually doing the birth to sort of five matters mm. and Caroline who is on that as well mm. like doing that as well she's on on one of our podcasts but they are really authentic people I and mean, mm. what, what we're doing is we need it from the actual early years you know from the mouth of the early years and from yeah. the practitioners and we need everybody to know our professional we all are yeah. together don't we so yeah so why aren't we viewed as teachers then well, yeah well I think, I think that's really good for, that we've got Jane here because you've you've sat on both sides haven't you you yeah. know I don't want to sort of say sides it's like it's not us versus them <laughs> no. but you've had experience I suppose of being <clears throat> being perceived as a teacher uh, yeah. because I I imagine that you're perhaps not perceived as a teacher to parents that are walking in here whereas if you're in a classroom 
it's it's a different reaction. I mean, you, is that a fair comment? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> certainly with earlier, it's just there's a lack of understanding. Mm. Uh, you know, it sounds harsh, but the word is sort of more ignorance as to as to what you're doing. But I mean, absolutely. Even within a primary school, I felt differences between. Uh, key stage one mm. and year six from the year that I left you know there, there was something almost more revered about a year six teacher because yeah. they were working under the pressure and things like that and it's ridiculous really because everybody yeah yeah good yeah. Yeah. your brain yeah. develops more from naught to two and then two to four than does at any other point yeah. so yeah. so why why are early years teachers not revered to the same or early years practitioners should I say yeah. Yeah. well we say like all early years we say everybody in early years whether you're whether you've just come in whether you've studied whatever you do you are an early years professional you have to see yourself as an early years professional even if you've just come in the door and gone do you know what I'm going to volunteer for a little bit you are still an early years professional because you then on a journey, aren't you? And on, on our journey, we can study, we can get, you know, more, which is great. We can really embrace what we do. But you are an early years professional from the minute you walk in that building. Mm. You know, you've got to adhere to some sort of code of practice and some sort of understanding. Yeah. You know, it doesn't equate that pay is rubbish. And yeah, that, and you know, that has to be it's the yeah. in the room often, isn't it? But it has to be acknowledged. And thinking about yeah. pay and, and reflecting on what you're doing, I mean, for you, Jamie, again, having come out of the, the classroom, the you know, and then coming into the early years, years the, the expectations will be different, but I imagine the pressure level is still the same, you know, the, the, yeah, yeah. still an intense role, isn't it? it it's, it's a very different kind of intense role, yeah. absolutely. Um, mm. it's, I'm glad you've sort of mentioned pay, because, mm. and it also links with what you were kind of talking about, status, because that's yes. what we're talking about, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Perhaps the two are coupled, mm, because yeah. the pay in the early years is you know, quite frankly, diabolical yeah, in comparison. Yeah. You yeah. know, if you look at the starting wage of an early years teacher, it's between, I think it's about 16 and 18,000. Mm. Um, whereas, depending on where you live in a country, you can be starting as high as 30 as a, yeah. as, as a you know, if you're in somewhere like London or something, you can be starting as high as 30 as, an, yeah. as, a, as a newly qualified teacher. So as, a, so, as an early years teacher, you still have qualified teaching status? It, de it depends what course route you do so you can have early years teacher status mm -hmm. um and it's i've done both courses mm -hmm. they're fundamentally mm -hmm. the same mm. another of my bugbears to be honest because the, the earliest one should be more tailored towards early years mm. and it's not it's almost a carbon copy of the of the primary one that oh, I that's is. interesting yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it doesn't it's not particularly well suited um but, so but you're coming in with that sort of that comparable qualification and yeah. yet that difference in pay is huge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a postgraduate. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. absolutely, yeah. It's the yeah. same course. Yes, yeah. But it's, you know, it, I don't, and I don't, I'm in a speech and language therapist, so I don't, I don't understand how that can happen. Like, how does that, why, why? <laughs> Even in how? a role of management, you're all, you, you struggle if you just quick Google and you look mm. at some jobs in a role of management. So in other words, you've got more than a classroom teacher yeah. would have on their plate. Mm. Um, or, and now I'm in a position of management more than I had on my plate before. Mm. You'll struggle to find a job that is any more than about 30,000 a year. Yeah. And like you say, it's crude talking about money, but this is probably why the status is. Yeah. The and it's growth. a conversation that has to be had, I think, because, yeah. you know, I think you're right about that connection between, you know, wages and status and perceptions. And, you know, it's a really difficult job. And it, when the expectations of are, are so high of, of what our earliest mm. educators are, are doing and, and their role, 
it doesn't marry up, does it? The wage does not match it's the nowhere, expectation. Well, it's nowhere near it. Never has. My thing is where everybody goes, oh, there's no money in early years. Like, well, if you keep saying that, there never will be. Mm. It's like we have to get money into early years somehow. It's not enough to go, okay, come into early years. We know there's no money in yeah. it. Because actually... There's no money in it because it's not been invested in. Um, yeah. We were chatting about this, weren't we, before mm. when we were just doing the training. We were chatting about, actually, yesterday, you know, do you want to say, Jamie, about the announcement for the money, you know, that was com- that was coming through for <laughs> yeah. teaching? Yeah, well, I'll let obviously, you know. the, the 1.4 million that's going into primary schools, and you know, when you're talking about money coming in, I mean, obviously, they're talking about catching up. It's not a term I particularly like no. anyway, no. but they're talking about catching up on missed education opportunities because people haven't been in school. That's fine, but if we're talking about brain development between naught and two and two and four mm. being the most crucial, mm. and you've had kids who who should have been getting their thirty hours and didn't for at least a term, in most cases, it's it's a lot more than just one term. Yeah. Yet, yet nobody's talking about funding the early years yeah. in order to help us catch up with the phrase yeah. that we don't like. But yeah. um, in, I saw a huge drop in in what children were capable of as a result of them being off for mm. so long, particularly in PSED. Yeah, it would be Where's, PSED, the, where's yeah. the funding for the yeah. earliest sector to help us catch up with that? Because these kids will be going to school without the right toolkit in order to do things like regulate their emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they spend three months at home, if not more, because mm. of closures and all the rest mm. of it, not interacting with other children, not having to do things like share, take turns, regulate yeah. themselves. Um, in, in a high potentially highly stressful in environment as well, well yeah, if parents yeah. to work from home or if you've got yeah. illness in family this has been huge and but, but how how do we get a voice then i don't think there's an easy answer to that but i'm just like <laughs> we know there's a problem yeah. we know that there there is this situation and this discrepancy and i think unfairness but what do we do next where do we go? So, yeah. so that's why we would we would love anybody. I think I think raising the voice and making sure we keep saying about it and saying, look, look come on, we need money in early years mm-hmm. and speaking to your local authorities, your MPs, you know, your the government. Everybody's got the government ear. You know, we I know they're working really hard to try and get some money in, like early education and people like that, and all of the people in in early years care as much as we all care. Mm-hmm. However, we really really need to make a a big thing and we really need to say it's not good enough you know mm. we do need more help because like Jamie just said it's it's the brain development for the children isn't it yeah how is how can that be measurable are you going to measure it in 15 years time 20 years time when people have got mental health issues mm. and their well-being isn't isn't any good because they weren't nurtured yeah yeah. You know, how does that, and they've gone through a pandemic that nobody else has been through, so they would yes. have been around really stressed situations, yeah. even just because of that, because yeah. nobody knew what was going to happen. So, so I think, I, I think it's the thing of like, are you going to mop up at, at, at the at one point, or are you going to invest really properly in mm. something where we all know it's what why we always say brain scientists you know this is what people in early years are doing, yeah. you know, and, and it, it is predominantly, um an area where most where there's mostly women in it and that that doesn't mean to say we know it, we know it's not equal pay mm. for women and men but that's still not right it's mm. no we've all we've all been trying to do that for years yeah. you know so so now we need to see what we can do come and anybody can come and 
join us you know we, we're rebecca at thrivinglanguage.co.uk you can come and email us let us know see what we can do yes. you know and have work you, together yeah have you got i mean have you got any thoughts jamie about how we we get that voice because we don't want it to be a moan we're not moaning we're just saying <laughs> we're being honest we're, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's it it's, it's rubbish i mean is it just is it just speaking out doing things like this mm. you know raising that profile and and creating a bigger community in early years mm. um I, certainly investment's one that we've covered already i, I would say stop describing them as as childcare, start yeah. calling as educators instead yeah and the reason that is because is you know you heard phrases like well when your children are going to school during the pandemic they're not being educated it's just childcare. Mm. that's my problem with that kind of terminology that's yeah. come out of it we are childcare. it mm. is what we do it is part of our job but we're also practitioners and educators mm. facilitators that's mm. so change that um and po possibly um one thing if most people in the early years aren't necessarily um have the same necessarily the same level of education um so provide more education for people in early years get mm. them higher skill get take them from a level three to a four or a five or a level six or mm. something like that mm. and and you know that might help champion uh, the yes. cause yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and put that put that money in there and make that because it's it's a lot of money for people to afford like we were saying before yeah. Yeah. to afford to pay for themselves to go to yes. you know to then to go to college and then to earn hardly any money Absolutely. there has to be there's no return for all that hard yeah. work yeah. Yeah. there needs to yeah. be more so yes. yeah so oh thank you so much yes, for joining thank us today you. Jamie that's yes. been lovely so as always you can find um, me and Bex on www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk um, you can listen to all of our other podcasts head to our website be part of our community we'd love to hear from you and remember that you are an early years professional and the job that you do is brain science <laughs>